Hi, Albana. Thank you so much for, for being with us uh, today for this WIA International Development Day. Um, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. And uh, it's a, yeah, all a summer in Tirana, so <laughs> uh, it's, it's all good. Uh, you, you're lucky. And I know how much the, how the weather is so good uh, in Alvena at this season. Um, yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Um, before we kickstart, because our audience, uh, we have 20 minutes and audience wants really much to, to get to the point and get to, uh, to, uh, to the topic of today. Um, just the audience knows who you are and I'm going to ask you to introduce it quickly, but I just want to remind everybody that um, I believe from 2017 to 2019, uh, you were appointed uh, as a Deputy Minister for Finance and Economy in Albania. And since December 2019, you are the Managing Director of Lufthansa Industry Solution. Is that correct? And can you, so tell, me, can you tell us a bit more about yourself, please? Yes, uh, Romain, yes, that's correct. Um, after a long time in the in the private sector, in uh, back in 2017, um, I decided to accept an invitation to join um, the government in the role of uh, deputy minister responsible for um, mainly economic development and uh, foreign direct investments. Uh, I took it as a challenge and uh, it was really every bit of a challenge that I had hoped for. Um, um, I had an opportunity to um, uh, get to know from, from the inside, from the uh, policy perspective, um, the kind of measures that uh, once uh, introduced in the market can really generate um, economic growth. Um, even though it's hard to realize when you are in the middle of it, but then when you uh, obtain a little bit of perspective, you see that even some things, um, some small measures can have actually quite a quite a huge impact. Uh, when I joined, um, it has been actually quite a recent thing, um, a special focus on the digitalization and uh, digitalization had been very high in the um, agenda of the of the government even the current one, but also uh, the current one is now in the third term. It was already digitalization, a top priority uh, in the first mandate and even in the second mandate where I was also part of the, uh, of the government. And um, some small measures that have been introduced back in yeah, 2013, 2014, um, actually now looking back, um, you can tell that they have uh, generated a, a huge impact in our uh, economy and also in developing of a sector that uh, nobody thought that Albania actually had a real potential. Um, and this is how I also landed in the um, new role as managing director of the um, Lufthansa Energy Solutions uh, Tirana branch. Uh, this company had been created in 2017 and um, uh, let's say at the time that the uh, company was created, it was more like um, a, a test uh, to see whether it would be possible to create uh, a center in Albania with young developers who could fit really well with a German uh, working culture and who could integrate themselves working um, in the IT software development sector. And um, I can tell that looking back in 2017 there was only one company with more than 100 um, 
uh, IT oh. consultants or software developer uh, developers. And now in 2022, let's say five years after, there are more than five companies with more oh. than 100. So uh, Lufthansa Industry Solutions as such has been, uh, let's say our uh, company here in Tirana has been fully part of Lufthansa Industry Solutions since 2019. And uh, it started from zero as i said in 2017 and right now we have more than 300 okay. uh, employees the yeah about 95 uh, of them are actually it consultants highly qualified um, um, software engineers working uh day to day uh, together with our colleagues uh, from mm -hmm. the Lufthansa Industry Solutions in Germany to provide software development uh, services and IT consulting services to all the clients of uh, Lufthansa Group, but also outside the Lufthansa Group. So this has been, let's say, my path, my personal path. But on the other hand, in parallel, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, some small measures, the correct interventions that you can do from the perspective of the policymaker can have a huge impact on the development of this aspect of uh, our economy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad also to support, now I'm back in the private sector, and obviously I have um, taken advantage advantage of um, my network and my connections that I have still in the public sector. And I can tell that um, the policies uh, from the government are still going on the right direction. And now the ambition is even higher. Um, there's a concrete program to have uh, 10,000 uh, software um, developers or software engineers by uh, 2030. And um, 10,000, 10, yes, wow. by 2030, which is, uh, let's say, a big ambition. But on the other hand, if you um, tackle it systematically, then I think it's uh, more than realistic to expect that by 2030, there will be a lot of growth in this um, in this industry. This is this is very impressive. Yeah. Th thank you so much, um, Alvena. I think in your intro you covered more than four or uh, five questions <laughs> that i had in mind so no and that was very comprehensive the first thing i would like to follow up on with you and i found this point very interesting and, and i know our community and audience is very interested in that and and i felt the same that's why i want to follow up on that is you mentioned sometimes the the gap you feel when you're in the policy making and you're trying to change all of that and you don't necessarily see how much you can have an impact because you're in there but mm -hmm. afterward, you see when you're in the industry how much things can be different, right? And yes, I, I, I see there is very often a disconnect, right, between the policymakers and the perception mm -hmm. that the industry has of those policymakers and how it can change. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. can you give us an example of um, for Lufthansa Industry Solution, one of the measures that maybe has been put in place or is going to be transformed now that will mm -hmm. really help you. I, I don't want to, I don't know if you have an example ready, but um, one of the points you mentioned is youth and skills. Um, and I remember at the time, back when I was working in Albania, there was a lot of discussion about vocational training of developers, trying mm -hmm. to bring this new economy uh, into life. Mm -hmm. Is there something from the policy side that you already see as an impact, especially to reach this goal of 10,000 developers in the IT industry? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, thank you for this uh, for this question. Um, just to go back to the point I made in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, 
policy was focusing on uh, fiscal incentives for the uh, software development industry. And um, this created an attractive environment for um, foreign investors to set up business in Albania. Back at that time, I was using in my uh, sales pitch towards potential uh, foreign um, direct investors that Albania was a very attractive uh, place to do business uh, because the government had at the time uh, facilitated through deregulation and digitalization of most of its services um, setting up a business was getting more and more easy uh, finding a place to do your business so a lot of um, places to rent and also with economic price and um, youth that has been educated in the uh, public universities or private universities and we're looking for employment in the field of IT. Um, right now we are facing some different challenges. As I mentioned, there are now plenty of foreign direct investors who have more or less exhausted the existing resources in the market. So now the focus of the government is to close the gap between the um, how, how many people are getting into this industry each year from the university uh, system and how can we increase um, the resources that can uh, join the workforce in the field of software development even though they might not be um, let's say having a degree in uh, computer science uh, for this there's a uh, a lot of support not only from the government but also from other um, development funds i can mention for example um uh american albanian uh, development fund that is supporting a lot of um academies that are um giving a real contribution into reskilling of the workforce you mentioned uh, earlier vocational education but now i think especially for this field is really um crucial that you have people who have uh, a certain maturity and a certain um, education level and then they are able to become coders from zero to a java developer in six months using these um programs that are offered now by uh training software development academies um from this perspective another great initiative i would say is that Actually, the government is supporting a lot of initiatives. Uh, yeah, this can be through central government, but also local. Um, so I can say, for example, uh, with investment again of uh, American uh, Albanian American Development Fund, but also the municipality of Tirana, development of Tumor Center, which is something that in 2030, we have already now some young teenagers that are getting um, excited and interested about um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah anything that has to do with the digital um, uh, environment and that they, they will be then who uh, the next generation that is going to uh, uh, be for us in this case uh, the, our future employees right so i think this um, um, action is something concrete that helps to bridge yeah. the gap between what the market is currently able to produce and how yeah. can we actually leverage all the other resources that are still to be um, considered to join this this uh, industry um, i think this is uh, something very simple but um, 
yeah, at times the, the government is not expected to do really everything. Even one small thing can have a big impact. Um, on the other hand, I mentioned five years ago, we were talking about deregulation and digitalization of some of the services. But a month ago, actually in Albania, 100% of the services are only available online. So it has also in parallel developed oh, wow. on itself. And the presence of a developed industry, such as um, the presence of our company here, but also other companies that are contributing every day to build this market, um, this means that there's also a possibility to build the knowledge and the know-how to be able yeah. also to support yeah. the development of everything that has to do with the digital um, economy. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. I, I really like that you talk about, I mean, two things. First, what I really like the way you think is that because of your experience, you are um, easily making the parallel between the policy and the operational reality on the market. So I think this is this is fundamental because we see a lot on international development. Sometimes I was talking about the a gap between the policy making and then the operational thing. Even if there are like a lot of studies to assess what are the needs, etc. At the end, it's only when you manage a business that you see the impact on jobs on employment, mm -hmm. on growth, etc. So that's I, I really right. love that. Yeah. Um, what I like to follow up, uh, if if I may, you talk about markets. And what I know is that, well, you talk a lot about all the supports to that education so that you have a network of, of jobs and skills that can support the economy. But what about and yourself in your current role, you are at the forefront of that because you're in the IT and, and software business solution. Um, but what about the different uh, sectors and how they are impacted uh, by by this digital transformation? I know, for instance, for a fact, I read some 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 data and report that, for instance, the financial sector in Albania is very well ahead of its peer in the region and also in absolute numbers in digital transformation. But there are other sectors that are important for the Albanian economy, such as hospitality and tourism that are less digitized as a sector. Um, and also numbers show that companies in those sectors, they want to invest, uh, I think, up to 30% of their revenues in digital transformation. So there's probably a demand, um, but it's unsure. I was not sure about how they're going to be able to do that. Do they have the right mindset? Do they know that they can you know, benefit from that or how they can get those services? So. How do you see, maybe it's a complex question and it's a very long question, but how do you see the link between the policy making at the sector level, the growth of that expertise that you're nurturing, that you said like all those levels are coming, and how they're going to serve specifically those sectors that needs to invest and have a lot of projects for tourism, for all those different sectors in Albania? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, you're right. And I think uh, you, you touch on two important points because both I see in my view are very closely related. And with the further development of our economy, especially on the tourism aspect, uh, it, they will be even more uh, closely connected with one another. And I'm talking about the finance uh, sector, so uh, banking system and also the tourism. Um, I can I can say, but this is more like a like a personal reflection and observation from what I see here in Albania, that actually the pandemics was kind of a blessing in disguise um, for the tourism sector. 
2020 was definitely a year of shock for uh, Albanian tourism. Um, probably you've you've heard or you read uh, 2019 uh, was the highest ever record number of uh, tourists visiting Albania. So the most successful summer season oh, we've know. ever had. And then this encouraged the tourism sector to continue to invest and to prepare to their best efforts for the new upcoming season of the 2020. Then in 2020, everything came uh, to a screeching halt, as you know. So yeah. therefore, uh, the tourism had to, uh, but also I think this was a good thing, had some time to reflect and address the points that they might have not had a chance to do before mm -hmm. or might not might not have felt the need to do before so this opened a new area of possibilities and i think for from the perspective of hospitality uh you can say that for any hotel or other um let's say structure related to tourism digitalization became a matter of existence yeah life and death so yeah. they started to increase the use of their uh booking opportunities um you find more and more businesses that have enrolled themselves into the major booking platforms but also facilitated um the payments uh through credit cards for example something yeah. which was not possible uh, before or due to the a big size of informal economy was not even practiced in in yeah. albania i think from uh, 2020 and on uh the tourism was oriented towards getting everything they could so this meant also disciplining in a way themselves towards doing the things how they should be done this was one thing the other thing that i also observed is that some simple solution uh also came up from the pandemics um due to uh hygiene rules for example you were not supposed to touch a menu so therefore many restaurants in albania sure. or bars in albania quickly embraced a application that was offered by a local startup uh, that through your mobile phone you could scan and then you can quickly um, access uh, the menu and maybe even even order so that to avoid contact as, as much as possible so these are small things that had a major impact for the business to kind of educate this industry that through digitalization you can have solutions that are um, saving money that are opening opportunities to new market segments or to new consumers that probably you wouldn't have um, thought about before and I think this is also closely connected to the um, economy becoming more formal and also increasing the level of penetration of the banking system as a payment tool for all the, the, the industry. So I think these two connected will have some very strong and positive developments uh, in, the, in, the, in the years to come. And by the way, um, this year, uh, 2022, it's just two years after the pandemics, uh, the number of uh, visitors and tourists in Albania, at least last time I checked uh, until end of April, uh, is about 25% more than 2019. So I think wow. there are quite encouraging news <laughs> um, on, the, on the positive developments of exchanges between Albania and other uh, um, 
other countries. Um, as I mentioned uh, before, also resuming of business travel, but also um, yeah. uh, all kinds of travel also due to tourism have increased and will continue to, to yeah, increase. Right. And I think some sort of digitalization is also fueling these uh, positive developments. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I understand what you said. It's a bit like if the pandemic became a sort of a trigger for a boost towards even yes. more digitalization. And now exactly. with the implementation of those projects and initiatives, there is, um, it brought the economy, or at least for the tourism, to the next level in terms of capacity to absorb the demand, to answer, mm -hmm. to accept that. Yep. So it brought to the next level. This is very interesting. I didn't yep. think about it in these terms. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And there is also a nice uh, positive uh, development uh, in the last five years, I might say, uh, the presence in the market of uh, several innovation centers and or uh, startup incubators, uh, which are uh, programs with the support, with a lot of support from EU for Innovation or World Bank or other development uh, projects from uh, all the other uh programs in support of developing economies and these startup incubators or innovation centers are actually um uh, just bringing the market to a step in which everyone that has some ideas some initiatives even small things can have a lot of support in their day-to-day uh, -day work other than my job as a managing director of Lufthansa Industry Solutions, I'm also serving at the uh, supervisory board of a fintech, a young fin a fintech that is established uh, in Albania two years ago. Um, and this has to do with, uh, I think I'm not correct, this is the, the right term, but it's a non-bank uh, um, payment uh, or, or financing okay. Uh, okay. institution, which will be a little bit like um uh like revolut for example okay, okay. um Let's and see. in this uh perspective the goal of this fintech is to actually support uh, all the young people uh regardless of their uh, economic background access to banking system to be able to be provided with an electronic bank account to a virtual uh card so all the instruments that they need to be able to um work more in the um, aspect of digitalization also of um mm. transactions and having transactions that are more um yeah more cost convenience and overall towards a better integration of our market even in the global uh, more in a global uh, context this is impressive uh Albena, the, the only bad news I have to bring to you is that we are over 20 minutes and I still have so many questions to ask you. We haven't touched upon the EU. You're talking about those incubators that with the EU and other model and startup. Um, but maybe we can keep it for a next uh, vodcast for a, pre, uh, a next series. If, if you yes, we can, like. we can definitely do that. <laughs> and I will bring maybe some more concrete examples um, on, on that. So, yeah, uh, it was uh, really interesting. And thank you for uh, inviting I me. Thank you. Me. We thank you. That was extremely interesting to share your experience and your view. Um, so thank you so much again. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.